Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Second Take Variety Hour. The Second Take Variety Hour is filmed in front of a live studio audience. Welcome to the Second Take Variety Hour. Um, I didn't plan this uh, intro very well. Hi, I'm Sebastian, and this is my first day. <laughs> Sebastian, you're fired. First I'm Andy first Shoster. day. Yeah. <laughs> well, since I've never seen you before, Sebastian, perhaps it is your first day. And I'm <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Uh, welcome to the Variety Hour, the show where we... I don't even know. Hi. What's everyone got planned today? <laughs> Apart from going home after this, which I'm so excited for. I say sitting You're in my kitchen. Your home. <laughs> I can't wait to go to my home. <laughs> uh, just before the wild series of lockdowns happen worldwide, hmm. um, I had a brilliant little show recommended to me uh, called The Great, hmm. which is tagged as an occasionally true story about Catherine the Great. Okay. Uh, it's quite entertaining. Hmm? I'll talk a little bit about that. Interested to hear. I was hoping in all this time um, an idea would flow into my brain for a, a wonderful topic that I could talk about on this uh, episode. I'm not stalling, you're stalling. <laughs> um, good, I've watched so much crap lately. I sort of pick one of them. Eh? As I say, I've, I've watched a lot too, but a lot of it has been stuff I've seen many, many times before. Yeah. Uh, movies, mostly TV shows, but yeah, older things that aren't notable enough to talk about. Oh, yeah, I mean, sure, you can talk about them lovingly, but how many times can you say, yeah, Scrubs is really good? That's Scrubs literally, is literally really what I'm about to do. I'm going to say, yep, <laughs> Scrubs is really good. Oh, no. Um, and House, really good. <laughs> God, oh. I've actually never seen Grey's Anatomy. Me either. Or never, never ER. really appealed to me. No, no, no. The only shows I like based around in a hospital is Scrubs. There's Scrubs and House, yeah. Come back to me. We'll circle all around. I'm sure I'll, I'll think of something between well, now and then. gentlemen, if you're looking for something to do, I can highly recommend watching The Great. Okay. Uh, in Australia, it's on stand. I'm not sure what other services it's on. But terrific little series. Um, there's just one season of it out at the moment. I think it was just released last year or early this year. Um, ten episodes, all about an hour uh, long each. And it's, uh, it's called The Great. It's about it, loosely about uh, Catherine the Great. Mm-hmm. The, the the title screen it even has an asterisk saying yeah it's an occasionally true right. story they take a lot of license with what they show but there are a lot of things you know about it that that are actually legitimately true mm-hmm. and if you're interested in history it's thoroughly good reading um, when you see something on screen to find out where in his where in the timeline it actually happened or how it how it actually went went down mm. um, as I say history is 
has a lot of good material for it, and the writers of this show really brought it together nicely. Right. So it stars Elle Fanning as uh, as Catherine. Oh, that's interesting. And it starts off, uh, the whole story starts off with her going to Russia. Uh, she's going to be married to uh, Sir Nicholas, who's played by Nicholas Holt. Oh, okay, I like him. Um, He's good. Yeah, he was the boy from About a Boy and many yeah. other things since. He was the um, main good slash bad guy in um, Mad Max Fury Road. Yes, as oh, well. Oh, yeah. That's oh, exactly yeah. right. Beast in the um, first class X-Men trilogy. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Sir Nicholas or Alexander, I can't... Oh, Peter, sorry, Peter. Um, but not Peter the Great because Peter the Great was his grandfather. Right. Please call me Peter the Good. Peter the Great was my grandfather. (laughs) Is that how he says it? No, he's not Mel Brooks. (laughs) Is that a Mel Brooks joke? I'm I'm sure it's it's one of (laughs) them. I thought I was clever. It sounds like a Mel Brooks. Oh, no, all credit to you, but it sounds like a Mel Brooks thing. If you're ever doing an an impression, it'd be perfect. Uh, So he's playing Peter the Third, um, who in real life didn't, you know, was only on the throne for six months. Oh, okay. Um, but in this, it's a it's a number of years, and mm. you know she was married to him for many many years before they were um, before he actually ascended to the throne. But in this, it's you know part of his um, part of his uh, ascension that he now needs to have have a wife and whatever. Yeah. It's it's fine right. for the story. He plays a really good filthy guy, mm. like he's just interested in satisfying his own his own pleasures, whether it be for sex or brutally executing people or, you know, shooting bears in the in the hall like or, right fella. or drinking or, you know, enslaving his entire population and torturing people just on a on a whim. Um, yeah, Nicholas Holt plays him just beautifully. And Elle Fanning plays Catherine, this sensitive, you know, what the hell is is this right. Russia place? It's completely uncivilized in terms of what she's used to uh, coming from uh, from Germany, mm. uh, from Europe. Um just completely backwards as far as their attitude towards um, peasants mm. and and law and, right. and justice, and it's wonderful to see it all play out. Uh, it's hilarious in in a in a not not even in a cringy way. Mm-hmm. Um, it really is brutal at, at times, right? And it's it's um, it's a rare thing that somebody can make fun of of torture. And and make it light and entertaining, and they certainly yeah, achieve that in, a, a in the show, <laughs> right? <laughs> but they absolutely nail it in this show. Um, and again, as I say, it's not historically accurate, mm. as as in it's it's not a biopic for Catherine the Great, right? Uh, but it certainly is a brilliant show that mm. if you care about the history, you'll look up uh, afterwards. And and be thrilled at you know what actually was true and, yeah, right. and the order in which it happened. And if you're not, that's fine because you get a nice you know adult comedy that you can yeah. that they can enjoy. Hmm. Well, sort of comedy, sort of serious thing because it's not it's not outright funny, mm. but sort of like dark humor kind of thing. Very much a dark humor yeah. uh, kind of show. Hmm. Um, and so at, at the end of the first season, it's Catherine the Great uh, coming to power um, by. Forcing Peter to abdicate because he's just such a horrible guy, and she's now got the support of everybody uh, around her enough to to right. take over, and she's now got the conviction to to actually go through with some of the horrible things that she's going to have to do mm-hmm. um, when when she's on the throne. Yeah, and right. I deeply look forward to season two. Does sound pretty interesting. I'm still looking. For lots things. of sex too. Lots, lots of tits. Ah, oh, well, there you go. It's, what yeah. more could you ask for? Yeah, it's, history it's, lesson and some tits. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's it's it, it's one of those shows. Like, 
it, it feels like an HBO show. Right. Um, in that they're not shy about tits and they're not just there gratuitously either. They're there right. when, when they need to be there and, mm-hmm. and, that's, and that's perfectly fine. Oh, yeah. I have a thing. <laughs> Is it tits? No, I don't know why that reminded me. I watched Hamilton on um, oh, Disney okay. Plus because right. I, I hadn't seen it before because I'm not that kind of guy. Is there more rapping than you thought there would be? Have I already done this before? <laughs> Have I spoken about no, this? Because no, no, no. yes, there was <laughs> entirely more rapping than I suspected going in. I didn't know anything about it. Oh, it was nice. Yeah, sure, whatever. That's my review. I haven't seen it. The only, the, the only thing I know of Hamilton is the um, collab uh, Miranda did with Weird Al. Oh, we did speak about this yeah. last week, in fact, I yeah. think now that I, yeah. yeah. Okay, ignore me. I've done that. I'm not talking about Hamilton then. <laughs> Shit. Well, I'm out. Talk about what you, what, what well, you, what you it, was, um, it was good, sure. It's nice to see, with shows like The Great and musicals like Hamilton, it's nice to see that um, artists are not just trying to remake past projects, mm. but actually looking to actual history and you know, bringing actual life back right. to life somehow. Hmm. I don't know, I've never really been a musical guy. This Lovecraft well, it, country show looks really interesting. The what now? Um, it's called Lovecraft Country. It says a young African-American travels across the US. HP Lovecraft? Yeah. And it's actually all made by HBO as well. So look at all ties together, guys. Hmm. Um, yeah, young African-American uh, travels across the US in the 1950s in search of his missing father, but it looks like it's meant to be loosely tied together using elements from HP Lovecraft stories. Huh. And that's Hamilton, is it? That's <laughs> Hamilton. I'm str- I'm grasping, guys. All I've been playing is 100 Ale- hours of Digimon Ale- games. Alexander <laughs> Hamilton? Sure. Is his name Alexander Hamilton? No. I don't know what his name is. I left the page, guys. It just looks <laughs> interesting. I don't know. Watch Scrubs. But Jordan can tell you about that. Yeah. Watch Watch Scrubs. It's good. <laughs> nah, I've been in like a yeah similar position to what Andy was saying, really, like to pass time when there's nothing else going on. I've just been re-watching stuff that I love. Like it's just it's comforting, especially like at nighttime. Like I just want to watch something that I've already seen that I can like fall asleep, like fall asleep to. Yes. And yeah, Scrubs has been filling that void lately. Scrubs and Unsolved Mysteries of all things. I've been back I, was, Rob, I was watching the original Robert Stack series. Yeah, yeah. I was surprised to see that come up mm. on, uh, uh, is it uh, Stan or Netflix? One of those two anyway. Yeah, well Netflix has done like, they've just done a new, like a new series like, Oh, current. and, and uh, uh, Amazon Prime got the rights to Top Gear all the way back to oh, season one they? of Top Gear. Yep. Yeah. yeah, Netflix I've been, I've been just, did, um, a bit of those too. just did a new series. It's like, it was like, they did like six episodes of just like new stories, like new format as well. Like it doesn't have like a host or anything like that. It's kind of more that modern Netflix documentary style. But yes. It was good. And that's sort of what in my brain, but like I should go back and watch the old stuff again. So I've just been running through like uh, Hulu has, I think the first season and then a bunch of like the later stuff. And then there's like unsolved.com just has literally every episode. You can just right. stream it right there, which is awesome. And then Pluto TV, which is another app that I downloaded a few months ago. I think I talked about it on the show. Like they've got a channel that's just unsolved mysteries all the time. So I've just that been, takes me back. Yeah, just been running that. And it's been, it's been fun. Like it's, there's so many like really interesting stories, but just the way it's all put together and like Robert Stack is incredible and creepy. <laughs> <laughs> like he's such a weird dude. And then as well, like all the reenactments and stuff are so bad, but I love it. Like it's just one of those, it, yeah, it's just nostalgia, I think. But like, I can just sit, like watch for like hours at a time, just watch old episodes of Unsolved Mysteries. Um, has, anybody, yeah. has anybody ever gone, cause that was what, 30 or 40 years ago mm. that they were done. Has anybody ever gone back and in, up, 
updated for whether an unsolved mystery has now yeah, since well, been Yeah, well, like solved. they do that throughout the show. Like anytime oh, okay, there was an yeah. update and like either there was new information or like a, a case got solved, like they'd be like, they'd do like updates throughout the episodes, like as it went on, especially in like the later seasons. I think they did that a lot because okay. a lot of the older ones for it, like the Robert Stack. And then there's the later seasons were hosted by someone else. And they they do that from time to time. They'd be like, remember yeah. this? Well, this is what happened. Okay. Yeah, really good. But are th- but have there been new updates? Um, or is it just a release of what was... Yeah, it's just like the, the new one is just like all new stories. Okay. Um, oh, oh, okay. Mm, yeah, yeah, like new, completely new stories, which apparently like oh. there's already been like tons of tips that have come in, like credible ones as well. And like it's only been out for like a month, I think. But like it's obviously like oh. captured people's attention because a lot of people are like, oh, like I remember this. I know this about this. And they've just, like apparently there's been a lot of like really actual good leads on the cases. Incredible. I mm. I missed that. I thought it was just a re-release of the, the 80s show. No, it's, the 80, it's like, 80s a, it's and like 90s. a whole, whole new season. With right. like, yeah, new stories, new production, which is, it's, it's put a lot of, probably put a lot of eyes on the old series again, which I think is why like that website popped up. That's like, here's all the old stuff, go for gold. But yeah, it's completely new, worth watching too. It's like really well put together. Um, some of the stories are really, really interesting too. Like there's one, I think it's like the second or third episode. It's about um, this guy in France who seemingly like killed his family and buried them under the porch and then just disappeared. <laughs> like no one's ever found him. Um, that aliens. was really fascinating. There's one, there's one about aliens, which was mm-hmm. interesting, but <clears throat> a bit wacky. <laughs> <laughs> um, Actually, funny you should mention aliens because mm. I recently watched... Um, or listen to the Joe Rogan episode mm. where the uh, Air Force commander was oh, on there yeah, yeah. who talked about the, the alien experiences that, mm. um, or, the, or the UFO experiences that, that he's had. Le yeah. Pardon? Is this a new episode? No, I think it's episode 1361 of Joe Thank Rogan. Which that was is, very helpful, 1361. 1361. <laughs> <laughs> I know that because you know I made sure I was searching for the right episode and not just scrolling through the... You know the huge catalogue of yeah. episodes. Well, he does a lot of stuff that is he not does a lot of stuff. Me, so yeah, mm. um, yeah, it's compelling mm, for sure. When you listen to him, okay, there was this one guy he had on a while ago. I can't for the life of me remember what his name was, but he was very similar. Like he'd worked in like the Air Force and stuff like that. He's um, has a documentary I think on Netflix about him as well, but I can't for the life of me remember his name now. But like, yeah, really, really interesting. Like Joe Rogan's so like sort of hit and miss. Like sometimes there'll be episodes where if it's a topic that you're or a person that you're interested in, it's like just gold. I and don't, then other I, times it's just like me big MMA. Ooh. Yeah, I don't. I don't listen to any of the fighter episodes where he yeah. does, and even the shows where he does with other comedians. The Alex Jones one was hilarious. Oh, that's <laughs> premium content. Yeah, that's that's good shit. I mean, in its own horrible crane train accident sort of way, but. I, I literally I watched I watched that entire episode in one go because I was so enamored. Alex Jones is <laughs> such yeah. an interesting person. <laughs> Some people have very strong opinions about Joe Rogan mm. and, and about the show. Um, he's just he's Oprah for dudes. I've heard that criticism too, and I don't I don't think that's oh, Oprah's yeah, generally usually a compliment though. Uh, yeah. well, <laughs> the the one thing I think that well, that I hope people can agree on is that. He doesn't have snippets. He doesn't mm. have sound bites. He has discussions. Yeah. Somebody's there for an hour or two or three and they're just talking. Long form, mm. questions are asked and, and everything is explored and everything is explained. Yeah. I, lo- I love the format, or yeah. the lack thereof, I guess. And watching and watching the um, Stephen Crowder um, uh, Change My Mind mm. um, series, that too, whatever criticisms you, you have about that 
we'll, we'll leave that aside. Just the fact that it's it's in a discussion form. It's not sound bites. It's not somebody talking in zingers and, yeah. and you know mottos and, and things that, that rhyme. It's people having a discussion and, okay, why do you think the way that you do? Mm. What do you think is important and why do you think that's the case? What if I you know, give you these facts, which are legitimate numbers, does that change your mind? Mm. Um, and just listening to the discussion that's being that's being had is far more important yeah. than any kind of, you know, motto or, or, or you yeah, know. Yeah, um, definitely. I feel like you're attacking you my behind. entire thing and that's the bottom line because I... Why oh, these, these <laughs> twitter Twitteratis or whatever, or whatever they're called, <laughs> people who, you know, you know, enter in and do the zinger and, hey, I won mm. the conversation because I had these five yeah. lines of rhyming, you know, chant. If yeah. you wanted to win as much as I did, you would have had... You would have... <laughs> yeah, he does get a lot of criticism, but at the same time, like, he presents like... I like that he presents like a conversation where you can hear both sides of an argument yes. and it's he's not trying to I guess sell you on one thing or another like he's always very like kind of open and transparent with like all of his guests and stuff like that and especially he'll, ha- he'll have people on that you're like no this guy's a fucking idiot I don't care what you think but <laughs> at the same time he gives them the opportunity to I guess like properly speak their mind and flesh out what they're trying to say yeah instead of it just being like oh you said this dumb thing Jordan Peterson is a great example mm, because yeah, yeah. If, if the only thing you knew about Jordan Peterson was what the critics and, and mainstream media reported on him, mm. you would think he's he's this horrible person yeah. who is, you know, regressive and, you know, doesn't think that women amount to anything and just wants them to be in the kitchen or don't don't deserve anything. Right. And then you listen to him on, you know, when he's given a chance to, to talk, either on, on his own lecture series mm. uh, or on, on the Joe Rogan show, and you go, well, hold on, that's a complete misrepresentation of what he's talking about. You, mm. if, if you can criticise him on this, you haven't listened to what he said. Right. And and you only get that by listening to the whole conversation. Yeah, of course. Not not the little sound bites and Why don't the, I the Kathy Newman interview, which is yeah. oh, <laughs> so, that's, so that's juicy. <laughs> a surprisingly interesting podcast, and I'm going to say this, and Jordan's going to roll his eyes straight to the back of his head and choke on them, and you're going to hate me as well. <laughs> It's not as good as the Joe Rogan mind in a sense that the conversation's unbroken, but I actually don't hate Chris Jericho's podcast. Oh, you know, I don't know who that is. He's he's a wrestler. So I like it when well. he has people that I like on. Yes. <laughs> but he, he'll also take people on who's like, oh, you're an anti-vaxxer. Here's an hour and a half to tell us what you think. And he won't... He won't hit them back with like, okay, yeah, but shut the fuck up. Here's the truth, sort of thing. He'll just let, he'll just give them a platform to go, which is debatably good and bad because you get mm. their unfiltered opinion, but also you don't have somebody saying, well, here's the other side of the scoop. But that's what you need. You need to hear people's unfiltered opinions because yeah. if, if but Joe will ask questions that, of course, you say, will. I, I think that you're wrong because of this is this. What do you think? He'll just let them fucking go, so he won't yeah. challenge it. So they they are just they're speaking gospel as opposed to. Having a discussion. Well, that's not. Yeah, mm. that, that's, that's not much of a discussion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he, but he also does the worst thing. Was like, he'll, like somebody asks an interesting question. He's like, yeah, well, let me tell you about some steaks and do an ad. <laughs> oh my <laughs> steaks! Yeah. He'll have like four of these ads throughout the entire show. So even just format wise, it fucking kills you because it's like every fifteen minutes he segues so well. He really has perfected the art of the of the ad segue. It's incredible. It's like, yeah, yeah, but before you do that, let's talk about my mattress. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, do the thing. Um, but he's he's good. I quite like his show. But yeah, Rogan's is a better format for yeah. that sort of thing. Jericho's is just good for, I guess, for Jordan and I because he'll have a lot of wrestlers on that we're happy to hear about what they want to say about you know their lives and shit. But mm. when he does the non-wrestling stuff, it can be pretty good. Just yeah, like he, he has like interesting guests on sometimes. But I think exactly what you said is like sometimes he 
provides them too much of an open platform, like whether it's anti-vaxxers or like, you know, fucking he had that dude on that's like, no, coronavirus is fake. <laughs> and then like like a couple of weeks later after getting hammered, he was like, okay, but here's this person who says it's actually very real. Here, here's a doctor. Like, right. I'm going to talk to a doctor about this. Yep. Or like fucking Trump Jr. and shit that he'll have on, which I didn't listen to it, but apparently it wasn't like, it was kind of interesting, I guess. But yeah, like Joe, I feel does it so much better because even if he doesn't necessarily agree with the person, it's like an open conversation where you can he can challenge you, but he's not you, outright saying, no, you're an idiot, shut up. You can have a discussion with people you disagree with. Yeah. And, I, and I would argue that people you know, you disagree with, have you have better conversations with them. Yeah, definitely. Because there's somewhere to go. It's not just mm. confirming, yes, I oh, agree yeah, with you. I like that. You're yeah. right. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I mean, we can't talk about scrubs because we're all of exactly the same opinion. Nobody's yeah. going to challenge us, you know, around, oh, this, around this table anyway. Go. Oh, it's got to be Kelso. Okay, or, stop. Uh, there. you have one. That's <laughs> or, or Ted, yeah. Favorite characters. Dr. Cox. Yeah, there's, 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 right, there's yeah. correct answers, whatever Andrew said. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're all good, but Dr. Cox is God tier. He <laughs> really is. But Kelso's a, Kelso's a good pick. I if, like If Kelso. you had said fucking like, what's his name? JD. Or- JD or Turk, I'd be nah, like, shut no. up. <laughs> <laughs> You're wrong. You should feel bad about that opinion. Um, Carla, bad choice. Blech. Elliot, yeah, who cares? <laughs> if the show was just Dr. Cox and Kelso, good. And the janitor, too oh, much, uh, too much in the other direction. You, can, you, you can't do that either. You need True. some He's janitor though. He needs to be like a Kramer. He, yeah. Every now and yeah. then just to make the normal characters feel <laughs> crazy. Yeah. Um, but that's it. Anything else, guys? Or we are uh, a bit of a short one though. Oh, yeah. wait, I thought of something. And oh, then good. I- Oh, <laughs> and now it's gone again. It's gone. Oh, damn it, Seb. I've just been watching a lot of wrestling should, lately. Should you, be a, you should be a note taker. I've been taking notes <laughs> for the things that you've said. Um, I've just been watching a lot of wrestling lately because I've been getting home exhausted. And the only thing I really watch specifically that isn't just random shit on YouTube at the moment is just AEW <laughs> on Thursdays for us. And it's but it's Wednesday. How night. good was this week's episode? This well, oh wait, two weeks ago, two weeks ago by this one, I was this, very good as yeah. well. Um, they've, been, they've been on a very good run. They, Wake yeah. me up when you need me to talk. <laughs> Please. Um, yeah, it's been really good. Consistent storytelling. Things are moving. I like where everything's going. Even the stuff that I don't like where it's going, at least I know it's going somewhere. It's almost like they're telling a story. <laughs> what a novel concept. I will never criticize anybody for what they find entertaining. <laughs> I absolutely will. <laughs> but you're wrong and wrestling is boring. Uh, no. <laughs> Look. <laughs> you're entitled to that opinion. Um, I think but- a, lot of, like, a lot of people will feel that way when your exposure to it is so like broken up. Whereas like, I think with, especially a show like AEW where they are so story heavy, like yeah. if you watch for like a week or two, it doesn't take much to get engrossed in the characters in the story and where they're going. As well with AEW, maybe it's a bit more difficult because they tell a lot of long-term stories. So like if you're, say if you jumped in this week, we're already like so far into like the Omega and Hangman and FTR story yep. or what's the, I guess you've got the Young Bucks in that as well. And then like, you know, the Orange Cassidy and Chris Jericho story, like it's almost too much has already happened to go backwards. There's so many moving parts. I guess yeah. th- this brand is particularly good with try to jump on if you ever did after a pay-per-view and then they'll mm. give you the recap of what's happening and they kind of will give you a soft, like everything continues, but they'll give you a soft refresh. But okay. yeah. the idea is that, as opposed to, and this is not, it's going to sound like a criticism innately, and I do have a preference in one way or the other one, as opposed to WWE, which just does uh, whatever the fuck, story doesn't really matter, 
nothing really matters. Let's just do wrestling. AEW is like, no, no, we'll tell a story the entire way through. So every match means that mm, little WWE bit different. WWE tell stories. They're just not good. That's also true. <laughs> um, oh my God, Andrew, there was a pay-per-view on. No, no, this is bad. No, no, stop. stop. <laughs> they had a pay-per-view on in which the way to win a match was that one wrestler had to remove the eyeball from another wrestler's head. That was the win condition for the match on a PG product. Who won, Seb? Who cares? It's fucking stupid. <laughs> not us. We did not win. Yeah. Anyone watching that show didn't win. It's just like, <laughs> what the fuck is that? And it's because they, yeah. they're trying, their viewership's been dropping dramatically. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, over the last five years, but specifically, specifically now. Yeah. Even the like pandemic. this time last year, they were on like three to three and a half million viewers mm. or some shit in episode. Now they're getting 1.4. Like, I'm, I'm sorry, like, I can't. I can't tell the difference between a good wrestling idea and a bad wrestling idea. <laughs> That's fair. They just sound the same. To I was me. just. I was having this conversation with someone the other day. Like when you look at how bad the raw numbers have gotten, mm-hmm. it shows even more so that NXT being on Wednesdays on television now was more of a defensive move because like. Literally, all that's doing is taking five to six hundred thousand people that would probably be watching AEW on a Wednesday and moving them away from that. Because if you like looking at the raw numbers now, like I think this week did like a was it like one point four or five or something? Yeah, it was like low low one point fives. Andrew, it used to do like ten million an episode. Like this is this is like shit. Anyway, sorry, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah, people have good stuff to watch now. They don't have to watch <laughs> wrestling anymore. But um, but they're yeah, going to other shows is the point. Other wrestling shows. And you've got like um. AEW, which even with that competition from NXT this week did like 850K live, which if you take in like DVR and stuff would be over a million. Yep. Take those 600,000 that are watching NXT. If at least half of them were watching AEW, if that wasn't there, that shows matching Raw's numbers yep. and that's fucking embarrassing. It's embarrassing for a company that's what been broadcasting on TV since like November, December. Like it's been less than a year. They've been, they've mm. existed for a year, October, but they haven't been broadcasting for that TV's whole long. Started. October, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that serves them right for being shit. They were in a position where they were doing, they were the only game in town. So they got lazy and that makes sense. Well, you're not competing with anyone, so it doesn't matter. And then it just turns out we're constantly being shit makes people not want to watch your product. Yep. So, yep, <laughs> complacency. And yeah, I was hoping, I was- That's the thing, like, even like it's so heavily dwindled down now to just their hardcore fan base. So like, they're like, yep. So in the US, there's a hair over a million people who still adamantly will watch their product. And it's that's, in, that's crazy in itself for me. I don't get how... It's like television as an industry has changed like since they were doing, you know, eight, nine, 10 million every Monday night. But to see it dwindled down so heavily, especially when you take into account that like their biggest demographic is over 50. Which is bad. Yep. <laughs> oh, I meant for Andrew's sake, I was explaining that people that are old don't matter as much. <laughs> In terms of ratings, they don't. Like they, they don't. I mean, but I can. I'll phrase, I'll phrase it as crassly as I can because it's hilarious. Yeah, like they're just they're not. <laughs> it's it's the weird thing. Like the, they're not creating new fans. Like they kill it in that over fifty demo. What happens when those people die? <laughs> like, what are you going to be doing? Well, yeah, I it's, just, it's just habit watches, I think, and that's why with 
like the pandemic and everything, it's just dwindled down further because without fans in the audience, it's less interesting. So even your hardcores are like, oh, I don't want to watch this. But so also like- the, I, ha- the habit viewers are breaking their habit and that's disastrous. Well, I mean like for AEW in the example, like I do watch it every Thursday. It's become mm-hmm. ritualistic in this household that- Because yeah, Jess isn't at work at the moment when I get home, you know, between six and seven, we're going to start it because it's the day that we watch it. And- I could see like that's a good product. I haven't missed it on a Thursday. Even if I, if I've you know been late home, I'll still watch it before I go to bed, no matter how late mm. that's going to be because I want to. But yeah. if the product's shit and you're like, oh, I'll skip it till tomorrow, habit broken. Yeah, maybe like, the WWE needs to concentrate more on its older demographic because Matlock, I just looked it up, has 181 episodes over nine seasons, and Diagnosis Murder, uh, another oh, famous okay. old person show, 178 episodes. Over eight seasons. Yeah. And don't, so, Raw's been going for how long? 20, oh, no. Don't ignore well, the- over, over 20 years. We're not ignoring the- uh, When I say they don't matter, obviously total viewers does matter. It's just they're not the one that pays the most for advertisers. Well, mm. I- And they're, they're in the prime time spot on, in if, terms of TV, uh, like when they're actually positioned. So they need to be hitting better in this TV, specific area. TV is, is, is moving away from advertiser stuff now to a subscription-based platform. Mm. And- Old people pay subscriptions just as well. It's okay. Yeah, in no fact, better than young people, you mm, might argue. There's less than a million people in the US subscribe to WWE subscription service in the US. Well, then maybe they need to reformat. Maybe they need to be less shit. Maybe they just need to cut the cord and be I don't done even, with like, it. I don't even know what they could do, really. Because, like, it, just, it is what it is, and they're stubborn, and they, they do their thing. And if, if you like it, great. If you don't, but cool, you probably won't. Too bad. Like, yep. This is what we do. I don't know. It's not even like a matter of them having to like build new stars, which they can't do. Like that's that's not going to help anything. It's, I think they're just where they are, and that's that's what it's going to be. I don't think it's ever going to grow above that. I don't know. It's weird. Like I would have thought with nope. everyone being so hungry for like live sports and stuff, and You'd this being the so. only thing that really continued on being live during this whole period. Mm-hmm. You. Well, now Hardly like NASCAR's back, oh, basketball's <laughs> coming back. They're going to get fucking eaten alive. <laughs> and they deserve every bit of that punishment. Yes, they do. Watch AEW on TNT on 8 o'clock on Wednesday nights if you're in the US. Or if, oh, fuck, I love how cheap it is too because I do it through Fight, the mm. TV app. Of, five bucks a month. Yeah, five bucks a month Mwah. and it's so good. Anyway, we've done enough. Andrew's Andrew's now choking on- <laughs> Choking on my own rage here. Yeah. Just choking on my eyes glazing over. Hey, we hit half an hour because of that. I'm happy. Find us on Instagram <laughs> at Second Take Podcast, or if you live in the future, you can tweet us at Second Take TNC. Check out the Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Second Take. You can also follow myself on Twitter at Jordan MSPP. You can follow me at Bastion underscore James. Our website, secondtakepodcast.com. Send us an email at secondtakepodcast at gmail.com or support the show at patreon.com slash Second Take. We're back with what? We denounced before. I said it before in the episode earlier this week and I've forgotten instantly. Gladiator. That's right. We start the Ridley Scott death spiral of the show. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Um, Regular outro or goodbye horses, guys? Oh, look. Let's get one more out. Goodbye horses. We'll have to replace this with something else. This is the last time before we're probably going to get in trouble. Yep.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.